رونق و رش کے عالم نکاح عقد مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم نکاح عقد مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول سیون منٹس آفٹر الیون سینٹرل افریکن ٹائم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ اہلا وسہلا ومرحبا بکم رفعت بن ابراہیم ہاٹا از دی نیم اینڈ اف کورس اور بلوڈ سینئر ٹیچر ریسپیکٹڈ آنرابل فضیلت الاستاد حضرت مولانا مفتی عبد القادر حسین حفظه الله Uh, I, I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Remember, today is the 2nd of Sha'aban, 1444. Allah, uh, the 2nd of Rajab, sorry about it. The 2nd of Rajab, 1444. اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان Let's welcome our beloved engineer brother Tobela He's uh, with us from now till 12-ish inshallah And uh, before I welcome Fadilatul Ustad I see somebody says When will the poster for Mufti Sahib's Durban lecture tour for Shaaban be released? So Ustad inshallah we will welcome him with that Ustad inshallah can respond to the listener Ustad welcome to the bliss of marriage Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ustad وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وانا عرفات جزاك الله خيرا أستاذ regarding that your tour for Shaaban بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Insha'Allah al-Aziz, on the 21st of February, that will be Tuesday night, that will be the first night of Sha'aban, insha'Allah al-Aziz. So we will be there, insha'Allah, in Richards Bay, And thereafter, Wednesday night, the 22nd of February in Mpengeni, inshallah, that will be Wednesday night. Then Thursday night, the 23rd, we will be there in Clare Estate, Majid Mahmood, where the Maulana Badats, the two brothers are, mashallah. And then Friday, Jumu'ah, the 24th, at Avondale, our capital group. And then Friday night, day in Scottsboro, then Moana Zamir Khan is there. And Saturday afternoon, we return, inshallah. I just sent a message today, this morning, after Fajr, to Hafiz Wadi. I told him, now, Rajab, everything is sorted out. We know when it will start, when it will end, when Shaban will start, inshallah. So make sure that by next week, we will be sending it out, inshallah. This week they will prepare it and then we have to see everything is right, confirm with all the trustees and all the imams and so forth. So by next week, inshallah, you will receive the posters and the adverts, inshallah, Aziz. Ameen. So, Ustad, can nikah be performed on the day of Arafat in Arafat? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Remember Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when you are in the state of ihram, la yankihu wa la 
yunkihu that when you are in the state of ihram then you should not get married yourself and you should not get anybody else married while you are in the state of ihram so we will say no rather you abstain from that you must remember because al-hajju arafah the greatest day of hajj is the day of arafat the ninth of zulhijjah mona arafat maybe his beloved parents saw that he was born on the day of arafat so therefore they named him arafat you ask our people why your name is Jumu'ah. Mm. I asked one uncle in Mehman's also is very common. So he said, nah, So I was born on a Friday. So my parents kept the name, they Jumu'ah, like that. So maybe Molana's also was like that. So you know what Imam Tirmidhi said? Al-Hajju Arafah. The greatest aspect dimension of Hajj is to be in Arafat, in the state of Ihram, on the 9th of Zulhijjah. Then he commented and said, Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah, wa hadha al-hadith ummul manasik, that this hadith here is the nucleus of Hajj, the real essence of Hajj. So imagine hypothetically, if we allowed you to get married, will you be crying, begging, petitioning Almighty Allah, or you will tell your wife, come sit next to me, yeah, and let us get a little bit busy and all that. So therefore, not permissible all that, whilst you are in the state of Ihram. <laughs> Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Somebody says here, yeah, but Mufti Sab, my brother has been living in my dad's house. We all got married and moved out to our husband's houses. Does this house become his start? Remember, this is a case of inheritance and a family feud. So your father passed away, or mother passed away, all your children, grandchildren, you should by heart memorize and teach your children the following dua. Chapter 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِلْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established surah 14 verse 41 so thereafter funeral burial expenses then the debts of the deceased personal debts corporate business debts all must be paid to the creditors without delay and then wasiya for the beneficiaries who are non-heirs adopted children and so forth your neighbor or masjid or madrasa so remember maximum amount one third of the net estate and forth comes the shares of the heirs so you sisters got married you went along your brothers got married they built their own houses so one Barbara Sunday he staying he was staying with parents and parents passed away so now he thinks that that whole house belongs to him totally wrong all the sons all the daughters have a share in that house there if he wants it you must get an independent evaluator and he will tell you the value of that house so he says one million rand i'm just giving round figures now so let's say that now he share works out to 100,000 rand. So the 900,000, he must pay out the brothers, sisters, all of them, the siblings. Then only it's fair. Then he can say the house is his. Or otherwise, if he doesn't have the money, he can stay there. But then he must pay all a pro rata, remember, that will be rental. So he can't be staying there free of charge because all of you got shares how he is 
benefiting from there, so y'all also must benefit. So either he pays y'all out and buys that house and residence and dwelling, or either he pays your rental and you'll come to a mutual agreement how much you must pay and so forth. The third scenario will be one brother, one sister, some sibling tells him, the one who's occupying, staying in the house, see you, my brother, you must pay everybody out, but for me, don't worry, You'd, I, you don't have to pay me a share, even if you are buying it from us, or you don't have to pay me rental, you just stay there, never mind, you're making khidmat and serving mother, father, whatever, so it's fine. So if one or somebody, two of them say they're forfeiting their shares and willingly they did so, no, nobody imposed it upon them. There was no duress involved and so forth. So then it is fine and acceptable. So these are the things you all must come to a mutual and amicable agreement. Now this is very easy. It's just one phone call and you put everybody on there to have an international national conference and in that way you try and reach an amicable agreement. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Listen to this one, Ustad. Uh, can a Mawlana make his own nikah in the masjid after Jumu'ah with the congregation as his witnesses? He proposes to a girl on the phone in the masjid and she accepts Ustad. It's not permissible. Not because a member is performing his own nikah. He can perform his own nikah, but if he just told the girl that now nah, I'm marrying you, and then he phones that girl and tells her, so what about the girl's father's permission? What about ittihadul majlis? You must remember he phoned this number, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Maybe it's some other girl day impersonating the girl he thinks he's marrying. So this phone nikahs are not permissible. So that what the Maulana did, two things are wrong. Number one is this, that the girl's father, according to the question, has not given permission. So when the girl's biological father does not give permission, then Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. The nikah is null and void, is not valid, except with the consent of the guardian, except with the consent of the father. Authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, Mishkan. Second one is this, you must have ittihadul majlis. The ijab and kabul must take place in the same place there. So if he, if he wanted, you must remember, to get married to that lady there, he should request the girl's father, papa, baji, old man, you must be here for Jumma. Then after Jumma salat, he can perform his own nikah. He tells the girl's father, I, so-and-so, Abdurrahman, son of so-and-so, I'm addressing you, Haji Abdullah, that your daughter, I want her in my marriage, does she give permission, and the mahar will be so much and so forth. So then he will say, yes, my daughter is prepared to marry you. Then he will say, nakahtuha wa kabiltuha, I married her, and so forth. So if the girl's father was there, as the wakil representative of that lady there, and he performed his own nikah, and all the brothers who were in the marriage, are witnesses, so that's fine, there's no problem. But the way the question is posed, that nikah is null and void. Number one, there's no girl's father permission. Second one is this, there's no ittihad majlis, the boy and girl must be in the same place, or the representative wakil has to be with that one party. So then you will say the nikah is valid. Mm. 
So uh, Ustad, can Muslims be buried in a non-Muslim grave? Ustad, totally haram. Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 101. Tawafani Muslima wa alhiqni bisalihin. Oh, beloved Allah, let me die and pass away as a Muslim with Iman and Islam and unite me and join me with the pious, pious people who passed away. Wa alhiqni bisalihin. So remember that you must be buried with the Muslims. Now all of you, especially your mother's sisters, make a note of this. That, remember, we went to Bolivia, my wife, myself, in 2019. That was the last country I visited in the Latin American countries. So South American countries, it was Ramadan, and the place I stayed there was Santa Cruz. So what is big problems there in Santa Cruz now with the politicians and all that? Nevertheless, so any place I go, I tell them, show me all the masajid, show me the madrasas, take me to the graveyard. So they took me to one graveyard in Santa Cruz, and remember this, that they said, this is the graveyard. But they said, I can see this is a Christian graveyard. He said, no, we got one small section there, but it's all mixed up. I used to make dua. Ya Allah, I know death is going to happen, but please don't give me death here. One, you have to pay 1,000 U.S. dollars for per grave. So that was not the issue. But you'll be buried with non-Muslims. So this haram death. So all your sisters, mothers, the latest edition of Muslim Woman is out, February edition, and you will see the report back on the country, Bolivia. So that is there. So inshallah, you will see that that effect that I mentioned is written there also. That they're burying the Muslims with non-Muslims, totally unacceptable. Hazrat Mawana Abu Hassan Nadwi He passed away in a Friday In the last 10 days of Ramadan He was fasting He was reading Quran Sharif He was reading Surah Yasin There in India And when he reached this verse Give him glad tidings of forgiveness Give him glad tidings of a magnificent reward And then he collapses he meets Allah Jalla on a Friday, Ramadan, last 10 days, while she was fasting, reading Quran Sharif. Then they read his Salatul Janazah, everything buried him there. After two, three days, was 27 night, 1999, we in Makkah, Mukarramah, where you perform tawaf, that area is called Mataf. Where you make Sa'i, Safa, Marwa, that area is called Mas'ah. I was in a mas'ah and they announced after Isha two, billion, two million people, two million people in the Haram Sharif, <coughs> 27 night. We're reading Salatul Janazah, Ghaiban Ala Samahati Sheikh Abil Hassan al Nadwi. I started crying. Ya Allah, what honor you giving this man? In Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina Munawarahi, Janazah Salat is being read. And remember, this is Kabuliyat. Why? He won awards from Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Brunei, yeah, and there. Not million, million rupees and rials, million, million dollars. He took all that money and gave it away to the Mujahideen and the poor people. He didn't touch one dollar also. Like me and you, we will say only one million, rather bring two million, you see. That is the greed of humanity, Allah forbid. Second one, he said, wherever you go, first thing, build a masjid. 
Second one, make sure you have a madrasa. And third, make sure you have a qabristan, you have the Muslim graveyard. So these are the great, great advices they would give to people. So that is what we have to ensure that is totally unacceptable. To cremate a Muslim person, absolutely haram. To bury them in non-Muslim graveyard, absolutely haram. <laughs> Subhanallah, Subhanallah. <coughs> Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, can a man put his wife in his will for another man? Ustad. So you must remember the way I understand the question is this, that he says, this person here, and he says, he's the testator, that's the legal jargon. So in Mansa Dwart is another Mansa Dwart. So what he, the way we understand the question, he writes there, okay, when I die, then my wife will heal right, that his wife will go into Iddat. And after the Iddat finishes 130 days, then she must get married to my brother, or she must get married to ABC person like this and that. Is that Jais? No, it's not Jais. That she is free, she can get married to whoever she wants to. You want to dictate from the grave where she must get married to. So how can you do that? That's haram. That's not permissible. That you history now, she can carry on with the geography what you want to poke your nose in her business that after you gone and so forth so after it then she can marry any muslim person who's halal for her and you can't dictate no she must marry this one and this one there's no such thing like that brother totally are not permissible to make these kind of conditions <laughs> some other crazy muslim man they put another condition they say this house and everything is hers and whatever and so forth. But after the Iddat, if she marries somebody else, then she has to forfeit this house. It's all haram, these conditions. It's her house. She's allowed to get married. What you want to say now, that the house no more belongs to her. You call all the shartefasid, conditions that fall away, that are null and void and not acceptable. Hmm. Somebody says you'll start from overseas. Uh, is a lady's hajj or umrah accepted if she travels without a mahram as is now allowed in Saudi Ustad? In Saudi, everything is allowed now. Bikini beaches are allowed in Jeddah. Rave shows are allowed now currently. They go out one band there that is promoting homosexuality. And then they allow Ronaldo to stay with his girlfriend there. And he was not married to her. What is haram children, illegitimate children? And remember the amusement park, they closed it for two hours. Nobody could enter because Ronaldo and his girlfriend and his poppy, they have to go see all the pawpaws and all these things. Eh? So Saudi Arabia is not Muslim stand. It's Kufristan. You understood the words? Mm. It's Saudi Arabia. I don't speak of the people. I speak of the government and the rulers. That they are pakka murtad out of the fall of Islam when they say MBS. It means murtad bin shaitan. Mm. So remember that they promote more kufr than the non-Muslim countries. So remember that. So they, And their grand muftis and muftis, they're all on the take. Quran Sharif teaches us yu'minuna bil ghaib. You must believe on the unseen. So they got yu'minuna bil jayb. How much we can pocket and put in, how much more dollars we can put in our pocket and so forth. I don't say all, but to those who are with the government and so forth. The true ulama are in jail. Hundreds and thousands of them are in jail. So the pious people, great, great ulama, the imam of the haram, Sheikh Salih, Ali Talib, all of them are in jail. So remember that there that is the real 
yourself think that happening. So don't come with the Saudi story. Pellete mufti, masail ke batane wale, abbi mufti, mufte kane wale. I am just relating to you. Who said this? Whose kalam? Whose poetry is this? There's a person, he's called Shair Mashriq. Allama Iqbal Rahimamullah Marhum. He said, first the muftis, they used to teach the people the masla, fatwa, halal, haram. Nowadays also they are muftis, but they're mufatiyas. They just want more and more money. See, now in Cape Town and that Cape August, it carried all that articles there. That how much money, thousands and thousands of rains gone. And imagine Muslim organization hitting the headlines there. So I sent a message to one of the imams. I said, imam, you know what? It's time for you all to close shop. Now you're disgracing yourself and disgracing the ummah. So that is the reality. We must remember this type of things here. So my point here is this. You're going to go for Umrah now. You're going to stand there in Medina Munawwara. So your whole journey is haram. Your Umrah is haram. Your ziyarat is haram. Instead of coming back with reward and cleanse from your vices and sins, you go mal'una and you come back mal'una. Yet you went and you are cursed and you came back, you are cursed. Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Rahimahullah. So he was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan. What a giant genius he was. The whole Indo-Pak subcontinent. I consider him to be one of the greatest scholars, jurors, Indo-Pak. You understand, produced. We met him several times, Alhamdulillah. We studied in his madrasa. So on the 10th of Shawwal, 1976, you must remember, he passes away. So when is to address the students in the starting of the year, like now academic year starts, so they it starts in Shawwal. So he will tell the students, some of you students, some of you, you come here to Darulum, Karachi, Ja'al-Himarul Sagheer, Waraja'al-Himarul Kabir. You come here a small donkey, but when you go back after six, eight, ten years, you return a big donkey. Mm. Instead of imbibing the true knowledge, you learn some things, then you want to learn all the loopholes. I can do this way, I can do this way. It was better for you not to get this knowledge because this knowledge for you is not Rahma, is Zahma, is a curse. You see? So that is the example he gave. So there's the same example here. For you to go for Umrah without your husband, without your father, brother, nephew, whoever, and now you say, no, Saudi government. Since when Saudi government represent Islam? They got TV there, they allow what and what movies there, right by the Haram Sharif and what and what. They bootlicking the Americans and the Israelis. So they murtered themselves, the government and the rulers who agree with MBS. So remember that, sister, you are mal'una. You are cursed right through going, staying there and coming back. No reward business. So that is the fatwa on that issue. I'm not understanding the question. A sister says uh, from Cape Town that Mufti Sab, there's a lot of sisters in Cape Town who doesn't like Mufti Sab's Q&A and your answer. And they want to know, does Mufti Sab have sisters as well? Ustad. So, mashallah, I got two brothers. They passed away and I have two sisters. You must remember, both are alive. Allah grant them siha afia. Today is Tuesday, Sunday night. One sister was here with her husband. 
Why they don't like it? Because we speak the truth. We're not here to jump and jive according to, you know, there in Cape Town they have Nivayar, the New Year, and then they have the second New Year, the Tweda Nivayar. Then they march like the Coon Carnivals, you know, they go this way, that way. We don't march like that. Mm. We give you the true Dean, not the Dean that's going to suit your whims and fancies and desires. I did program for your Voice of the Cape 13 years. How many years? 13 years. Not once did I take one cent from them. You can go ask them. So you must remember that. When I spoke against the Shias, then they start making all these funny, funny excuses. I told them, see, me, I'm doing you a favor. You're not doing me a favor. So I'm telling you, Shias, 100% kufar. But your sheikhs and your ulama there, very few will, will speak like that. Why? Because the, the health, the money is sweeter than honey. Now you see all the disgrace coming out for the MJC. You see all the disgrace coming out for this imam, this mullah and the sheikh and almal that why all this because they want to dance the tune with the shias you know what mustafa sallallahu alaihi said when you see who is mustafa chapter 21 verse 107 that we have not sent you but as a mercy to the creation of Almighty Allah and to the universe. So Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Ashabi. When you see those people who are cursing, swearing, abusing, reviling my Sahaba, my students and my companions, Fakulu then say La'anatullahi ala sharrikum Allah Ta'ala's curse is upon you and of the evil you are perpetrating. I challenge them, the Cape Town ulama, say boldly, loudly, that the Shias are kuffar, mm. especially the main main men. Very few will say that. They will go shake hands with the Shias. They will sit with the Shias, take big, big photos with them. It's right, all these things here. Then they are supposed to be the leaders and president of Uksa. So what good is Uksa and all these type of things when your president and all of them are involved with the Shias? So these are the difficult questions we are going to ask you. We're not here to bootleg people. We're here to show you the truth and we will name them and shame them when they're doing haram and upside down things. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners plus 278-4786-3132. How do I resolve paternity in court Ustad? After signing the birth certificate and found out it's not my child to start. Remember that all these things you are saying are the Western law. Anything you want to speak, you must go to Quran Sharif. You must go to Sunnah Mubarakah. You and your wife married five years, ten years. Your wife gave birth, right? Then you went to home affairs or whatever, all that, and you gave all the details. They gave you the birth certificate. So Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, this birth certificate and all that is nowadays, right? In the old days, who had birth certificate? So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-waladu lil-firash. The child's lineage will go to the father, biological father. 
that the husband who got the right to take that lady to bed and fulfill conjugal relationship with her. So that is authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustada Ahmad. Now you, as the biological father, after all that, somebody came and told you that, no, that you are not the father of this baby here. So you will have asked why. So that mota, that third party says, no, I was busy with your wife, he was busy with your wife, and so forth. As neo is makant, it's not your child, it's my child, and all this kind of thing. Islam don't allow these things. Yeah, it's your child. If you make nafyul walad, nafyul walad means that you say is not your child, then the Quran speaks about in Surah 24, Surah Nur, go and read verses 5, 6, 7, 8 and all that, then you will find all about li'an and long story there. So if you say this is not your child, then just give the wife talaq and tell her you're not accepting the child and the lineage will go to her, to the mother and not to you. But remember the way you have mentioned it. You accepted the child as your child. Then subsequent to that, then somebody came and told you the child is not yours. All that got no bearing in Islam and no basis. People are jealous also. They can just make wild, wild claims. So therefore, Quran says, when people make wild accusations, allegations, وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْسَنَاتِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَعْتُوا بِأَرْبَةِ When you make wild allegations against, you must remember that the chaste human and pure human, and thereafter you cannot produce, you must remember four male witnesses then you must whoop them and lash them 80 lashes in public and they mardudu shahada their evidence will not be accepted in court and so forth so leave all this western law my brother and you stay with your wife look after your child and that is my advice to you in that circumstances so it's two shafi women sisters they want to go for Ramadan Umrah has Shafi allowed to go without a mahram Muslim? I just mentioned it now. You must remember absolutely haram it is. The agents will not help mark. You mm-hmm. understand what the agents are worried about? I mean, let us be honest. They're not there to worry about your deen and so forth. Agents of Hajj Umrah, they are there to make money. Let us be honest about this. So they're going to tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatima and Aisha, man, Fatnet, Vicky Cook sisters, and Khan Mal, man, what, 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 so you must remember Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يحل لمرأتين تؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر It's not permissible for a Muslim lady that who has iman in Allah, who has iman on the last day. So when you find this, man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawm al-akhir, it means you believe in all the articles of sefeet. And to safira, that you travel thalathat ayyamin wa layaliha, bighayri zawjiha, awzi mahramin laha. That is haram for you to travel for more than 78 kilometers or 48 miles without your husband, without your mahram, that is your father, brother, son, 
and so forth who's mature not some small laitiki two three four six years old so the hadith of mustafa sallallahu telling you la yahillu is haram open mishka sharif mustad ahmed so you telling me no saudi government say permissible the agents say so saudi government are not muslim agent is only interested in his money so whether it's Shafi'i, whether it's Maliki, whether it's Hanafi, whether it's Hanbali, that for you to go for Umrah, most to most is Sunnah. And in that you're committing haram upon haram upon haram. Do you really think that you will get reward for that Umrah? When you mal'una, you are cursed. How can they be? It's like taking poison and saying, Ya Allah, give me Shifa, give me cure. Same example it is. Yes, if it is Hajj, then there is some details involved there. If it is a nafil hajj, voluntary hajj, same law applies. Absolutely haram, according to all four schools, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis. If the lady Fatima Jainab, let's say both Jainab Dan Kapstad, ni Zainab ni say Jainab ni, so ni Jainab ni Zainab me sister. So you must remember that. So what happens is this: that it is nafil Hajj is haram. Shafi's Malikis, Anafis, Ambalis, everywhere. If it is Farz Hajj, if it is Farz Hajj. Then the Shafi'is, Malikis, allow that they go with the group of ladies. That is as a last, last resort only for Farz Hajj. Not for Umrah, not for Nafil Hajj and voluntary Hajj, only Farz Hajj. The Hanafis and Hanbali say in that case also she can't go. She must write down a will and in the will she must leave 50, 100,000 rain nowadays and say somebody must perform my hajj on her behalf. That is the fatwa according to four schools. You must remember make money for the agent. So this type of thing. Because the agent will give him a free ticket. That's how things work. You must remember this. But when we tell you the truth, mm. Nabi Salih alayhi salatu salam told his people the truth. وَنَصَحْتُ لَكُمْ وَلَكِنْ لَا تُحِبُّونَ النَّاصِحِينَ I'm giving you sincere advice, but you don't like the advice. Then you see how Allah punished them. So today the ummah is like that, by and large. You can give them sincere advice, but they will look for loophole. Hiri Imam it's say, Hiri Mufti it's say, the Sheikh it's say, and the Jamiat it's say. It means nothing in Islam when it goes against the Sharia. And just put them through two, three tests. Tell them, Sheikh, I want to record you publicly, say she has a kuffar. Ask them, dance Ali Popper dance. They want to collect money from everywhere. Remember that. That's the big problem today. Mm-hmm. Who closed our masajid? The same people. So when you close the masjid, when you went to court to close the masjid, unprecedented in human history, and now you can't speak one word against the Shias, and then you want to come and tell me women can go for Umrah or for Hajj, Nafil Hajj. So remember Allah, these are the people Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that you must ask Allah for protection min fitnatil masihid dajjal that the dajjal's trials and tribulations but there are some people who are worse than dajjal 
Sahih authentic hadith in Muslim the Ahmad, the Imams who themselves are corrupted and astray and they lead other people astray. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam said they worse than the Jal also. Allah protect us, Allah protect us. Allah Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. So before we go for an interval, I see the sister says Kasi. Uh, she says Allah Hofan Khelk. Allah say for ons. Titi, Allah roop yalla. Muni wari fan maharam. This hukum la bek roop for yalla. Ustad. Yeah. He say for yalla, Allah roop yo. And dan fatay di khalt. He said ni for yalla ni. Ha hey kre a free ticket da ok. You see? <laughs> Therefore say. He mood say for the sheikh and imam as ni but Allah wad roop as the shaitan wad roop. You see? Fala talumu ni walumu anfusakum. Shaitan will give a big khutbah and a sermon on on the day of Qiyamah. He will say, Inni da'otukum, I called you. First the jabtum li and you responded to me. This is Quran. Don't blame me. You must blame yourself. So you must show that Kurukat Imam and Sheikh that. He says, what Allah rupni, as what the shaitan rup, and he will not help mark also. So Surah Ibrahim, chapter 14, and verse number 22. Well, it's uh, 13 minutes to 12 o'clock. So many questions are coming in. Don't go away, my wonderful listeners. I see Bai saying today you got a lot of Kiptonian listeners who start. All the titties are listening to you. Yeah, they're eating a lot of cook sisters because there you must remember they don't want to tell them the truth. You must, mm. There's the big problem. People compromise with the truth and they economize with the truth. Why? Because if they speak the truth, the agent will say, I'm not taking you with. You see? <laughs> because instead of speaking the truth, you are a liability. So get all the opas and all the omas and bring them word. Remember that. What mahram and that? Aunt would not help mark. So that the whole deen is commercialized today. So that's the problem. 14 minutes to 12 o'clock. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 14 uh, minutes uh, to 12. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. My sister in law is in Niqab, but she travels all over alone and lives in a city away from her husband. Does everything the Western woman do except dress, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The problem today is people want that deen must fit into their woman's fancies and desires. They don't know that we must enter the deen entirely and completely. That is what the Quran Sharif is teaching us. Ya kafa. Oh, you who believe, enter into Islam in its entirety and completely. shaitan, and do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. So now, today in this world, majority of Muslims they made Islam a supermarket. That supermarket is called pick and choose. This I like of Islam, so I will take. This I don't like, so I just leave it. Or I will get the fatwa telling me it's permissible. Surah 2, chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 208. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu dukhulu fi silmi kafa. 
Oh, you who believe, enter into Islam in its entirety, totally. No pick and choose business. And do not follow the footsteps of Satan, Lucifer, and Shaitan. He is your open enemy. Surah chapter 2, verse 208. So whether they in niqab, don't niqab, whatever it is, but traveling alone here and there, all haram, absolutely haram. <laughs> Somebody says your Ustad that... Uh, uh, it says it moves up. It's very hot. Uh, can I sit with a short nighty and make dhikr? Ustad, anonymous. So you must remember that haya, shame and modesty is an integral part of our iman. So you want to sit on your balcony and you say you're making zikr, but you're showing off your thighs, you're showing off your knee, you're showing off your bosom, you're showing everything off. So what type of zikr is that? So remember it's totally haram. Is not it got oh, hot only today? So from time immemorial it is so hot and so immemorial. So put air condition, put fan, and put this, open the windows and so forth. Natural wind will come, breeze will come and so forth. You can't be saying you're going to do a good deed and in the process we're going to lose our haya, our shame, our modesty. Totally haram, sister. Go and read chapter 28, surah 28, verse 25. Nabi Musa salam, came to Madian from Egypt. He had the two ladies. He didn't know who they are. They were the daughters of Nabi Nabi Shaib sent one daughter who subsequently became his wife, Safura radiallahu anha. Chapter 28, verse 25, Allah speaks about her gait, G-A-I-T, her style of walking. She came to summon and called him, Oh, you Musa, my father is calling you. And she walked with so much haya, shame and modesty. Allah praised her. Now you say, no, you will sit with your short nighty and then you will have a tasbih and then you make, that is shaitan deceiving you. The Satan Lucifer, he adorns people that you must do the wrong but you think you do right so totally haram to do that can a man adopt a child whom his wife had from another man and can that child take his son in Mustad? Totally haram. Quran says, Surah 33, verse number 5, that whosoever adopts a child, then the child's lineage must go to his or her biological father. Not you, you the adopted father. Would whom call them the adopted children? The abaihim by their biological father's name. Who are aksatu in the law, that is the justice system by Almighty Allah. Chapter 33, Surah Hazar, verse 5. Sometime you have children, you don't know who the adopted father, who the biological father is. You don't know who the biological father, the social worker told you, okay, this is the baby, you take the baby and you can now register 
register. That's what they will tell you. But Allah says no. So if you don't know the biological father, فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدِّينَ They are your brothers in religion. The daughter, you say Zainab Islam, the daughter of Islam. It's a son, you say Zaid Islam, like that. So you do. you can't attribute that baby, that child to you, the adopted father, adopted mother, adopted parent. Hadith, if you listen to my nasiha now in Rajab, you will find one of the nasiha I mentioned this hadith. Manin tasaba ila ghayri abi, whosoever makes his lineage to somebody else beside his or her biological father, فَأَلَيْهِ لَعَنَةُ اللَّهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ Then Almighty Allah's curse is on that person. The angel's curse is on that person. And the people's curse is on that person. Islam is very strict in the preservation of the ansab, of the lineage. Islam does not allow ikhtilatul ansab, the adulteration and mix-up of the lineage. If you're going to allow people just to register, register on this one, name, what will happen in after 20, 30 years, you might get married to your own daughter, your own sister, you will know who's who in the zoo. So therefore, Islam says, for you, adopted pair, adopting child is permissible, but to give those children your name, the adopted parent's name, absolutely haram and not permissible. Somebody says, Ustad, is engagements in Islam allowed? If not, then what is a period of proposal called when setting a date called Ustad? Remember this, I am performing your daughter's nikah today, for example. So Omar Arafat is performing it tomorrow, or whatever. So that day you call khutbah. We will render the khutbah, we will read the ayats, and then we solemnize, perform the nikah. So that is called khutbah, K-H-U-T-B-A. And when you make mumi too, when you do, you must remember engagement. So that's the day, Yom al-Khitbah, K-H-I-T-B-A, Khitbah. So Khitbah means both families have reached a mutual agreement. We will give our daughter to your son. You will give your son to our daughter. And now both parties agreed. And now they must agree on the nikah, which date, the mahar, and the venue, and all these things there. What will be the mahar? The girl must be happy. One Kruger coin, two Kruger coin. Whatever they agree on like that. And then third one, that Islam says you must expedite it. You can't be delaying for six months and nine months and one year and all that is haram. Why? Once you delay it, they will get busy on the phone, WhatsApp to one another, emails to one another, to the females will be flying. Then they will be dating, courting, smooching. Let's go. Yeah, we are engaged. So all that is Islam. zina. Do not even go near fornication and adultery. It is something obscene. And it is a terrible, horrible way. Totally haram. You parents, I beg you, for the honor of your children, for the integrity of your children, get them married as soon as possible and no delay. This delay, delay business is from Satan and Lucifer and Quran says, Taqrabu Zina, chapter 17, verse number 32. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Ya ma'ashara shabab, man istata amin 
that whosoever of you can get married now you youngsters get married immediately so then that will lower the gaze and protect the private part I came for holiday from Pakistan 1979 so I told my masi my kala my mother's sister my maternal auntie Allah granted Jannatul Fiddu she really loved me and she would kiss me embrace me like a mother al khala to me manzilatil um and my sister I made a joke I said that our Takivyo see Pakistani Kenjo there's Pakistani food in making me zigzag I must get married so they said yes 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 there's a nice girl here I said they are phone so then then I didn't speak nothing I saw this that and all these kind of things there so I went to my turn my sister tell them next week we get married she said no our parents don't even know and you want to speak about marriage and all so okay so the next day the father came he was going in Jamaat somewhere so the brothers were there but the father you must remember was so instead of me proposing he came by me he started kissing me and everything there Fajr time after Fajr so I told my sister and them see you are saying proposal this day yeah, the father said yes already come mm. now tell them we get married finish and plan so you must remember they said no 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 it's Ramadan so after Ramadan stage you get married and you go so that's exactly Shawwal 10th we got married on 79 with Allah's help Allah's mercy and we went no house no nothing three nights we spent day in the hotel and then I went to get the visa with Allah's help and the house and everything sorted out two teaspoons two spoons two cups two sauces two plates everything two two if visitors come they must wait then if they four visitors so we'll give two first and they finish then the other two Haji Bhai Padia and them came it way to do like that so that is how you do in Islam. You get married quick, quick. Don't make long, long stories. No, I must get a lot of money. I must get a house. I must get this. All the shaitan gets hold of you then. You see, that is Islam. <laughs> so get married as soon as possible. Last question. Well, the last question says here that the sister says we are accredited for Hajj this year, inshallah. And uh, she says we're having a problem, uh, me and my husband. My husband says when he's going to pelt the shaitan, he says he's going to call my name as I'm the shaitan. Can I ask for talaq, Ustad? So you must remember <laughs> then you must tell him that you're reading Aital Kursi. <laughs> And when you read Aital Kursi, you must remember that. Then what will happen? You must tell him. Then it won't affect you. It will affect him because then he is the shaitan. So all the shaitan is troubling both of you now for him to make that intention. So you must remember it's haram. For you to ask for talaq also is not permissible. Every time these funny, funny thoughts come, remember, just read, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Quran is saying, chapter 7, Surah A'raf, verse 200, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَش شَيْطَانِ نَزْغُونَ فَاسْتَ إِذْ When shaitan gives you a vaccine, shaitan plafa al-pefanyala. So he's troubling both of you. So remember, read, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Surah 2, verse 102, يَفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ that he wants to cause separation between you. So both of you make salat to Tawbah, ask one another for forgiveness, and read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128, You go for Hajj, and Allah will accept both of you, inshallah. That they get rid of all this negativity, is all shaitan and iblis business death. 
Barakallahu feek, jazakallahu khair, salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tomorrow morning, inshallah, four to six, as-safinatu ilal jannah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jamaah.